Church of England at the moment, you've got you've got divisions happening over whether we follow the Bible um, with regards to sexual um, morality or we we go with the times. There's mm. a division over that, and to me, it's very clear. The Bible is very clear on what sexual morality looks like between a husband and a wife, and anything outside of that is is sin. And and the the, the church is splitting and will split over yeah. that. It's, that's a legitimate reason mm. to, to put your hand up and say, no, no, we're not going down this direction. Yep. Hi, welcome to another episode of A Dullum's Cave. As always, my name is Mark. And I'm David. <laughs> always David, always good. Um, we have, thank you, uh, thank you for, for um, subscribing, for stumbling upon our podcast, for watching us, for listening. Yep. We're so grateful. We are, it's aren't great. We? It's really we're, great. We're on to episode eight now. Um, and, and well, we enjoy chatting, Mark, we, even if nobody listens, we, don't we? We always enjoy our conversations. We have almost as long a conversation as before we start recording about the thing we're going to talk yeah, about. Exactly. And then when we talk about the thing we're going to talk about with you, uh, the person who's listening or watching, we, we we talk about even more things, yep. you know. So we we could talk for hours. We do and hours yep. about about loads of different kind mm. of stuff. Um, this week we're going to talk about something that might be a little bit sensitive for some. It might bring back some uh, memories, some feelings, some emotions that uh, you thought you'd maybe got past. Um, Adullam's cave is for those who are disillusioned, dissatisfied, disgruntled with the church, isn't it? Well, yeah, primarily. I mean, there are other people that may watch it as well, but we we <laughs> yeah, put... they are for people who aren't that as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But that's that, that's the that's the the title of the the podcast, Adullam's Cave, because there are, there are many people who are have been disillusioned. And um, you know, people that have not say they're not in leadership, but they've, they've obviously seen things that have that have caused them to become disillusioned with church. And of course, our subject today is one of those big topics, and it's the topic of division. Yeah. And this yeah. is again, this is something that I've been through myself, and you've been through, and and um, it does cause people to think, well, hang on a minute, these people don't behave any better than, or sometimes even worse than what they see in the world, mm. because the church. Of Jesus Christ has been divided for centuries. Yeah, you know, I think I, I read somewhere it's probably way out of date now, but there was three hundred thousand Protestant denominations, and again, these are this is you know as in people with slightly different beliefs, and and the problem with denominationalism is that you know that it's that never the twain shall meet; they go their own separate ways. There's not unity there, and I think that does cause not just the world to look at and think we don't want anything to do with this, but for people that have been in churches that have been through it. Again, it would cause mm. them to recoil and become yeah. disappointed. Denominationalism it, it emphasizes the differences, doesn't it? Yeah. Rather than emphasizes what what we've got together. Absolutely, what, what we're unified together as the church. It, Absolutely, it says no. This is why we're different. Yes, this is why we're different or better. Yes. You know, in some some cases than than you. Um, so. Yeah, it, it may bring up some feelings in you. Now, so we, we are going to go through some examples of division in the church, um, but we're hopefully by the end of this episode, we're going to bring some encouragement as well. Yeah. Um, and so stick with us. Um, and, you know, if it does bring things to, to the, the fore, um, I hope that, you know, <laughs> if you're still a believer, if, you, if you've still got the Spirit of God with you, you know, um, he'll be able to help you through this. And obviously... Again, you know, you can contact us if if you would like, but I would I would recommend if it does bring up any emotions and feelings in you that aren't good, find a local church, somebody you can connect with, engage with, and you yeah. know, get some pastoral absolutely engagement. I, with I mean, somebody. I think what we're we're going to talk about, you know, um, some things 
we've observed, some things we've seen, some things to avoid yeah. um, and just be careful of in terms of you yeah. know maintaining unity in your own church, building yeah. unity. And um, I think those are some things perhaps we'll, we can we can get on to finish yeah. with, and and just to encourage people to yeah. to, to watch out for these things because yeah. I I think I can say that, that division is the enemy's main tactic mm. in attacking the church. It always has been, yeah. and so therefore we're always under attack. Every church, regardless of size, the enemy will always try to to cause division in there to stop something good that's going on, and Absolutely. we need to be aware of that and not allow him any foothold into yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and I've got an example. I've got a tale of, of division in, in my own life. When I, when I first became a Christian in 2001, right. um, so quite a few years ago now, yep. um, I was kind of almost launched into uh, a, a church. Uh, wasn't quite a church split, um, but certainly what had happened was that the, the kind of the how would you say it in, in simple terms that the, the kind of senior senior leader we the, would we would say the, the, the oversight yeah. the apostolic yeah. oversight, oversight of the church yeah uh, had had passed he passed away uh, and the network that we were a part of um, he'd kind of in, installed kind of other apostles to uh, other senior leaders to yeah. kind of continue his mantle as it were uh, and one of the leaders wanted to continue that wanted mm-hmm. to continue with that kind of line that lineage yep. uh, within that but the other uh, leader the other elder he wanted to go off with 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 another network yeah. completely you know mm-hmm. different there, yeah. there was relationships and connections there but they were definitely in two different uh, yeah. spheres uh, yeah. by this point uh, and it just caused it caused division yeah. um you know s- some people wanted to continue that 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 lineage as it were and and continue in that network that they'd been a part of for a long time and and some people within the church wanted to like the other leader wanted to go off with this other yeah. other guy uh, and his network and and so you know people were called in to mediate between these two leaders now inevitably it, even though the church didn't necessarily split people had to leave because of it you know, yeah. apparently, I mean, again, my mind is is foggy because it was right at the beginning of my of my my kind of Christian journey. Um, it caused a lot of bad feelings, yeah. and and it reminded me of of well, we're going to talk about this a little bit, but in one Corinthians three from verses three, from verse three, it says, "You're still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarrelling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? You know, we, the church has been doing this kind of stuff for a long time, unfortunately, hasn't it? Well, right from the start, but loads yeah. of things. Yeah, I, again, you know, my situation it eventually got resolved, but there, there was fallout yeah. from that. It was just inevitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I could give you a similar story again, because, again, the network that I was part of had been, was, was, was led by two brothers, Mm. And uh, the brothers fell out. The actual brothers wow. fell out with each other. And the church that I was part of at the time were asked to make a choice between which brother they're going to go with. I'm with brother A and I'm with brother E. And again, the scripture you've just read, mm. Paul hits that one in, in First Corinthians. He does it in First Corinthians 1 where he's, you know, he says, some of you are saying, um, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Peter, I'm of Christ. Yeah. And then Paul actually nails it and he says, no. He said, was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptised into Paul? No. In other words, the church should be united around Christ, not divided over men and divided over leaders. It's been yeah. a big thing yeah. for a long, you know, so we see that it's nothing new. Mm. But again, in the, in the network that I was part of when that split happened, there wasn't a split in our church, but it certainly caused 
caused people a lot of pain and heartache because we liked both of those guys. Yeah, we were we fond of, we we appreciated them both. We liked having them both in the church. For us, there was no division in our heart, but with the, but but we were forced to make a choice between mm. we're going with this guy or the other guy. But there were other churches in the network that actually did split down the middle because yeah. of it, yeah. and and it was it was it, it's dreadful. Yeah, you know, I always think back, Mark, to that. You know, the story in the Old Testament with Solomon with, you, with the two women. One claiming that it's her baby, another one that's claiming it's her baby. Oh yeah. Do you know the story? What, what, what they're going to do? Yeah, they come for judgment. And, and yeah, Saul, yeah. Saul makes this judgment. Well, it's let's a great just, story. It's a great example because it's so applicable. Yeah. Saul says, "I'm going to. I'll cut the baby in half." Now the mother, the genuine mother of the, the baby, says, "No, no, give it to her because why? She loves the baby and doesn't yeah. would rather see the baby survive." Then, then win the argument, yeah. and of course the other woman would rather split yeah. the baby. Now that happens. That happens in churches, and you know I've seen men, I've seen apostolic leaders who would rather split the church and keep a half. <laughs> rather than say, say it survive. That rather than see the church survive and it's appalling Strong, to me. yeah survive stronger together rather than again like yeah. you said divided yeah I've seen it yeah. happen repeatedly yeah. where, where I've seen you know I've seen an apostolic leader would rather split the church and you think that tells me he doesn't love the church. Mm. That tells me it's all about him. It's a narcissistic leader yeah. that would do that, that would yeah. rather see the church split than say, you know, God bless you, go be in peace and, and whatever. Because if they continue to follow Christ, surely that's the most important thing mm. than they continue to follow and it's me. it's such a shame because these, co- these consistent examples of, of division yeah. taint those of us who, who are hopefully leading in a good heart, in a good way, wanting yeah. to do what Christ wants us to do, not what we want yeah. to do. You know, it, ma- it just gives a bad a bad taste in the mouth. Exactly. The majority of people in a church just want to follow Jesus. Yeah. They want to, you know, teach us how to live. How do we apply the Bible? You know, they don't want to concern themselves with all the politicking that goes on. But when politics get into the church and we start fighting over leaders, we've we've lost it. It becomes yeah. it's party yeah. political then. Yeah. And I, and again, it's, it's it's not you know the network that I was part of are not the only network that happens and mm-hmm. it happens everywhere in every country we see these things happening but boy oh boy it, it, I, it, I'm sure it grieves the Lord it grieves the Holy Spirit do. of course it does because yeah. Jesus John 17 Jesus prays he said let them be one as we are one speaking of himself and the Father let them be one Paul says you know I pray that you'll be of one mind one heart one yeah. vision one, you yeah. know oneness was always the heart of God unity of are the you, Spirit exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and leaders we should if we are the same heart of God we should should be striving for unity and and that unity is important we're not talking about we're not talking about an issue of sin here you know i think the the division mm. does come if it's an issue all. of sin you know so for example in, in like uh in, in the church of england at the moment you've got you've got divisions happening over whether we follow the bible um, with regards to sexual um morality or we we go with the times. There's mm. a division over that, and to me, it's very clear. The Bible is very clear on what sexual morality looks like between a husband and a wife, and anything outside of that is is sin. And and the the, the church is splitting and will split over yeah. that. It's, that's a legitimate reason mm. to to put your hand up and say no, no, we're not going down this direction. Yep. But what an, an illegitimate reason is when you start to split over personalities mm. or styles of worship or those kind of things. I think we really should be. We need striving. to sort that out. Don't of we? course, we, we really should be in a oh, better boy, place boy. by now. It's but again, so, like we've seen, this has now been happening since since the formation of the church. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have you you've kind of gathered your thoughts together on this a little bit, and, you, and you've come up with kind of I think it's four or five. 
um, kind of ways in which division occurs. Yeah, is that correct? Again, that's well, that, what we're going well, to explore. There's, today. there's certain things that you, there's certain things that I've I've seen, you know, in in the scripture and certainly seen in life that, that you know, that I'm sure there are others, but these are some ones I would say mm. these are the the main ones I've seen. I've seen there's the splits when you have people coming in with their own agenda. Mm. Their own agenda. So, so people that don't have the same agenda as the leadership of the church will come in and they try to pull people away to follow their own agenda. And again, that goes back to the early church as well, because in Acts chapter fifteen, um, you see that um, there was a, a a schism, or certainly there was the potential for a schism because you had Pharisees who were trying to make Gentile Christians follow Jewish customs, i.e. circumcision and all those the Pharisees were the Jewish leadership. Pharisees the were Jewish yeah, leadership. Yeah. So they were believers in Jesus, but they were still living under the Jewish law. And of course, there was almost a schism over that one. They were, mm. they, and they were called the sect of the Pharisees, you know. And um, and so, so sectarianism within a church will always cause a division. And as leaders in the church, we have to be aware when people are coming in with another agenda. That can happen. Mm. People are coming with an agenda to try and change the church. That is the wrong motive to join a church. Yeah. Or when people are coming in to draw people after themselves. So that's one, um, you know, area of of division and schism that we see. Another one which I have seen is when people, when the I suppose what you'd call the clergy laity divide, where you have the the leaders versus the people. And uh, seeing that the leadership of the church is some kind of separate entity, and it's almost like what you you get in communism. You know, you've got the management and the workers as if you know these people are lording it over us, and that is a that's a division over authority. It's a division over leadership in the church. But in the biblical um, model that we see in the New Testament, the elders were from the people and for the people. You know, they came. They weren't just this separate um, entity. And um, I remember a situation in the church mm. that I led before where we brought a, we brought a couple, um, a young man and his wife, and, and he became an elder in the church, and, and they were became part of our leadership team in the church. And uh, the lady, the man's wife, uh, sadly came to see me and said that some of her friends would no longer talk to her because she was now part of the leadership of the church they couldn't they couldn't be honest with her anymore wow and she was really hurt understandably so they, 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 they'd elevated her to some on some to some yeah. level that they now thought they could no longer communicate well not just they, not, it's not just that they elevated her but they saw her somehow as on on, on opposite side you think how ridiculous yeah yeah how ridiculous you know but that that's it's, it's like communism coming into the church mm. and again you know, well, you know my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, but, but check out our other podcast yeah. hyperlinks for the, for our thoughts on communism. <laughs> exactly, but you know that that shouldn't be the case. The, the the leadership within a church is part of the church. We're all part of the same thing together. Yeah. But there's a role that they have to perform for the in order for the whole thing to function. So we mustn't let this clergy laity leaders versus the people. Why, why thing do you, Why do you think that 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 becomes a thing. What 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 is it? Who who's at fault there? What's what's going on? Well, I don't know. It can be. It can be maybe. I'm not saying you know just the the, the people who are not leaders are at fault here because maybe you get leaders that do lord it over the people. Mm. You know, and you know we under, our understanding of leadership is that leadership does have a, a an authority, but leadership is there ultimately to serve yeah. and, to, and to bring yeah. people forward. So when you get leaders that lord over the people, they can create a distance. So a bit of an abuse of leadership, yeah. the position and they're in. And I, I've seen that. I've seen leaders that have elevated yeah. themselves yeah. to the point where you know people are nervous in their company, nervous to be honest and say anything. That doesn't help. Mm. And um, biblical shepherding is being among the people, is is, is, yeah. is communicating yeah. with them. Yeah. So so. 
it's not just it's not just one side is to blame for this. I think there can be um, there can be both sides can can be responsible. However, we have to guard against it. We you know if you're not in leadership, you don't see your leaders as the enemy or somehow that they're they're working in opposition to you. That's hugely dangerous. Mm-hmm. And the same way, leaders should look at the people as no, we are we're all part of the same body here. <coughs> so that's an important yeah, one. Yeah. Um, the third thing um, I think that's a big cause of division is gossip. And uh, and again, I know it's an obvious one, but Proverbs talks about this, doesn't it? About these little morsels that go down, mm. and it says a gossip divides friends, can separate friends, and so therefore it's really important that we don't listen to negative things about yeah. other people. Um, you know, the Bible, you know, Jesus, Matthew eighteen gives a model for dealing with problems, dealing with with um, you know issues, and the most important thing you, is you go and deal with the person yourself. The only time another person gets involved in that is when you take a witness along because they're not listening. Yep, then yep, it goes to the yep, church. Yep. But sometimes you you get you get gossip where oh do you know this about so and so or do you know this? And, and, and we, we 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 can so easily fall prey to just listening to that gossip, yeah. can't we? We think we're all kind of righteous and and good. Yeah. Somebody we can deal with it. Somebody starts kind of nibbling our ear about something. Absolutely. All of a sudden, we're sucked into uh, a, a a division that that we didn't think we could ever be a part of. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we've got to be on on guard about that, haven't we? And go, no, stop. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not good. If you've Absolutely. got an issue, you need to go see that person. I yeah. don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I would always say when somebody comes to me with something, I would say, well, have you spoken to them about it yeah, first? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's one thing to come to me when you're, you're not making any progress and, and not and not that someone's mm-hmm. not listening to you, but it's another thing just just give, giving information. Which I suppose what what is gossip? Well, it makes me it makes me think less of that person. It's somebody saying something that makes me think less of that person. Yeah. We have to guard yeah. against that. Yeah. Um, the fourth thing uh, I would say that causes division is unforgiveness, mm. and Jesus is you know it's such a huge thing. Um, in the Bible, where we see unforgiveness will, will will cause a division, and and you know the Lord's Prayer, you know, uh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us, and then Mark eleven twenty uh, twenty three to twenty five, Jesus again says this, you know, if you've got anything against anybody, forgive them, you know, so that your heavenly Father mm. will forgive you. It's mm. a big thing, yeah. but unforgiveness will not you. It will it will not you, and 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 will cause a division in your heart against mm. someone else. And that's not a, a great thing to you know. Tr- take bread and wine together, isn't no. it? Either, you know, you, no, exactly. If you've got unforgiveness in your heart, don't do it. Yeah, don't, you know, you've got to sort that out. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Keep short accounts. Keep yeah. living the open with people. Yeah. If you've got a problem, go and talk it through, and talk it through with the purpose of building the bridge again, mm. not with proving that you're right. I mean, there's a again, there's yeah. a whole other subject there. I, I just just say, I remember um, we were doing communion in church one one morning, and. Uh, this guy came up to me and kind of offered me the bread and he said, look, Matt, I, I need you to forgive me. I've, I've thought these things about you. And yeah. I said, no, I went, okay, well, I forgive you. He said, I still don't think you're the right leader for the church, but I I hope you can forgive me. It's like, hang on a minute. You, you, you're you giving with one hand and taking away with the other. Well, yeah, this you, isn't, this using isn't, the bread and wine as a pretext to come and tell you what you think. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly. And oh my goodness, how wrong is that? That's not, that's yeah, not asking yeah, for forgiveness. That's yeah. trying to, that's trying to sound religious and holy, but I get your point across. It's, yeah. it's, it's dreadful. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've had the same thing where where somebody came came to see me and 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 
this is in the church, church years ago, and he said, uh, you know, I've got to come and confess it. I've never liked you. <laughs> I've never liked you. Wow. Um, and, you know, you know, and, and I, I thought this guy was my friend. I mean, I'd, oh. known, him, I'd known him for years. This, I wasn't a leader in the church. We were just, I thought he was my friend. I'd known him since we were teenagers. This is when I'm in my 30s. And he came to me and said, my um, I, want you, I just need to let you know that I've never liked you. I've always thought you were this. He said, but, but you're grown on me now. And I thought to myself, I really wish you hadn't told me that. Couldn't you just have come and said how much you like me now? You yeah. didn't need to t- so you for all those years, you could I have thought, happily lived in ignorance about those absolutely. other years. Absolutely, I didn't need to yeah. know that. Yeah. I just did not need to know that. Yeah. Um, we were watching. We were, my wife and I were watching The Crown, you know, the, okay. on, on Netflix. That documentary, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it's a series. But there was a bit where um, the Queen, uh, God bless her, um, the Queen. She says, which was talking about how, how she would communicate, she just said this. She says, um, does it need to be said? Mm-hmm. Does it need to be said by me? Does it need to be said now? That was her three rules. That was the Queen's three rules. That, and I think that was probably um, a fact. I don't think that would be something okay. that's added in. So genu- genuine rules. Genuine that things. And she, does it need to be said? Yeah. Does it need to be said by me? Does it need to be said now? I thought that's really, that's wisdom. You know, that was the wisdom of Her Majesty. Mm, And um, I thought, I I, I like that. And I think that's a good thing we could take with us when we're talking to other friends or we're we're going to talk. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? Does it need to be said now? Because some division, like like we've alluded to, just doesn't need to begin. No. Just accept where you were, but recognise where you are now. And if you like your friend, if he's in a better place with you now, like you say, just tell me that you're my friend now. Yes. And, that, and that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, the fifth thing I wrote down here was divisions over doctrine or divisions mm. over teaching in the church. And again, th- those can be legitimate, you know, because particularly if it's something which is a, a fundamental, you know, if, if, uh, if leaders in the church are teaching that there is no such thing as sin or we don't need to repent or there's no such thing as the Holy Spirit, those can be things we think, well, I can't stay. Or the Word of God is just a dusty old exactly. collection of letters exactly. that there's, has no real relevance. There's things which are, are, yeah. are truths that are, that are you know, um, scriptural, that are, that are clear, that are, that are being taught for centuries. We know these things. Um, and when churches start to veer off, then we can legitimately say, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't agree to this." You know, for mm-hmm. being asked to de- deny our own faith. So the, it's not that all divisions are bad and illegitimate. I mean, they're, they're bad in the sense that they, they happen. But when 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 you're deciding, I can't stay part of this yes. any longer. There's an issue there that yeah. can't be resolved. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a legitimate reason um, that people leave. So it's not that, that all are illegitimate. Some are, and um, we have to know what which is which. And, yeah. and hopefully those those sort of things that I've, I've highlighted yeah. give us a little bit of an idea of what to watch out for. Yeah. What What are the stories of kind of division that have, have you encountered, and that you might you know give us some encouragement uh, about what you know might have come to a good resolution in the end. Um. Well, I would. The the type of things I would say that I'd that I'd where I felt I've come to a good resolution, have not been major divisions, not been okay. um, not been major um, you know church defining things, but certainly amongst individuals, where I've been able as a as a as a pastor as a leader within the church to 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 where where you where you've built trust with a person yeah. to be able to actually say no, you're wrong in this issue. 
you really need to go and sort this out and they mm. have and there has mm. been there has been resolution there so I think on a smaller scale but sometimes you know on, on larger scale things again when, when I've been involved I wasn't the leader of the church at the time and you as a just a member of the church you kind of get carried carried along by by what's going on so um, <clears throat> so unfortunately I don't have um, any great success stories to say about that really um, looking back at some of those divisions though like for example the story that you you talked about yeah how could that have been handled better do you think like you know you said the two brothers kind of divided do you think anything could have stopped that division do you think there could have been some some intervention well i think the fundamental problem was was that the that that you've got men who think that they own the church the church belongs to them yeah you know and, and that's what i was saying to you paul makes it very very clear that the church belongs to Jesus Christ. It's not mm. one man's property, mm. and um, and I have a I have an issue that when when leaders say, "Well, this is my church," it's yeah. not your church. It's Jesus' church, mm. and at the very best, you are a custodian. At the very best, you're an under shepherd. At the very best, you're somebody that has been given this entrustment, really. Yes. But you don't own it. I don't. You know. Yeah. I've led churches, then own those churches, and mm. um, and I think that's uh, that's a fallacy. So you're basically being asked, you know, who who's who do you want to own you? And um, I think that in itself is a fundamental problem that meant that that situation was always going to arise mm. because... Um, because of the attitude that, 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 yeah. they, that they, they owned these churches. Absolutely. You know, they, they were Paul, that, that's the thing. You know, when you think about it when, it, when we look back on it, when we were been asked to choose between these two brothers as to who was going to be our apostle, who was going to be our lead, you think... You know, and you, you, I'd read that one Corinthians passage. I'd memorized. I knew that you know I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. But somehow, they were able to legitimize this as it was. It was um, the, in this situation. It was. It was it's okay. Different. It's different. It's different. This, yeah, yeah. You think no, it's not. It's mm. not different. Mm. You know, because Paul wasn't at odds with Apollos. You know, at the end of Second Corinthians, Paul writes to the church and he says, "I've asked Apollos to come." Um, so they've obviously sorted something out, haven't they? Well, but, but the division wasn't between Paul and Apollos. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. The division, Paul was fine with Apollos as Paul was fine with Peter. It was people who were basically having their favourites. So in that situation, it wasn't Paul and Apollos. that were, Paul was able to correct the church over this one, but he may also at the same time, he makes it clear mm. the church belongs to Jesus. Mm. He says, what is Paul? What is Apollos? We're only workers we only, you know, he says, I, I think I'm getting this the right way around, but he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but it's Christ who gives the increase. So, so Paul would never take ownership of a church. I think mm. when apostles claim ownership of churches, that's a big issue. Yeah. And that will ultimately lead yeah. to divisions down the line because nobody wants to be owned. Yeah. Except yeah. by Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. So so that that was a that was an issue back then, I think, yeah. that was a that was always. Well that example you just gave there is a recognition that they had their roles in church. Yeah. But they weren't the be all and end all no. as, as leadership. And so from a leadership perspective, we can help not cause division by recognizing who we are in Christ and yep. the way to humbly submit ourselves to, yeah. to him and his word. Yeah, we respect yeah. leadership, yeah. but we mustn't idolise yeah. leaders yeah. because every leader is is fallible. Every every leader gets it wrong. Every yeah, leader totally. makes mistakes, absolutely without question. So, so in, 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 in the flip side of that then is, 
you know, like you said, the laity and the and the clergy, that kind of division. Yeah. Um, is don't put people on pedestals. No. Don't put your leaders on pedestals because they'll inevitably fall off. Them yeah. Because they're human like you. Absolutely. Are. Uh, but the leader won't have asked for that pedestal either. Hopefully, won't have asked for that pedestal. Well, but obviously that does occur as well, like you've just explained. Well, it did because in the in, yeah. in the network that I was part of, the, the apostles were idolized like like a pope. Mm. They were treated, but they were treated as if that their word was infallible. And uh, if the apostle said something, it was like Jesus himself had spoken, regardless yeah. of what that was about. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember when I, when I was in Bible school years ago, and I was in a Bible school that was connected to the network I was part of. And and I was a young guy at the time, and I just would ask any question up, up, that came into my head. But that was one of the questions I had because in the church that I came from, the apostle was 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 put on this great pedestal. When he came to visit the church, it was like the royal visit. And right. it really was like the royal visit, you know. Like, you, you know, I remember sort of uh, years ago Billy Connolly telling the joke that the Queen thinks the world smells of fresh paint because everywhere <laughs> she goes, you know, somebody, <laughs> so the room is decorated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think in, in the churches that I was part of, the apostle was idolised, and it was partly their fault as well. I think because they, they they set themselves as a as a you know they, they didn't do much to dispel that. Absolutely not. Saying. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. And um, and so therefore. You know, when, when the apostle, we, you couldn't differentiate between what is the word of God and what is just the apostle's best advice. You know, mm. so I, I remember I asked. Um, <laughs> I was in the class at Bible school, and I can't remember even who was 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 lecturing, and, I, and we were, this was the the, the the topic, and and I said, you know, when it talks about in Acts one, Acts, Acts two, it says that they were devoted to the apostles' doctrine, the apostles' teaching. Did that mean everything the apostle said? And the lecturer looked at me like, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, the church I came from, if the apostle said, wear red socks on a Tuesday and eat sausages on a Thursday, people would just do it without question because the apostle said so. And um, and I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be, you know, facetious. Genuinely, that, that was that was how it was, that the apostle said something and that was like yeah. the word of God. So, so anyway, we could go down a, a, an alley there with that one, which I'm not particularly keen to go down. But I just think when we get leaders in the wrong perspective, that ultimately will lead to problems. I would hate, as a church leader, I would hate anybody to think that I was perfect and that if I did blow it, if I did make a mistake, that their faith would be wrecked because of me. Yeah. I don't want that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do the best I can. I will make mistakes. But your faith should rest on Christ alone. Rest on Christ alone. Yeah. A- absolutely. Not on not on a person. Yeah. I think you're in yeah. big danger if you start to do that really. And and yeah. I think that's been a that's been a danger. Yeah. And um, and I've and I've seen I know so many people over so many years where they were they were effectively shipwrecked because they yeah. idolized men and put men on pedestals. Yeah. It's a big yeah. danger. So so leaders be humble before your God. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 those who aren't in those kind of eldership leadership positions within a church, yeah. recognize they're not Christ. Absolutely, <laughs> only Christ is Christ. Yeah, uh, hang hang all your hopes and fears and desires on Him. Yeah, um, and and but but at the same time, do recognize the authority that those those leaders yeah. have in the church as well. Yeah. And don't gossip. Don't talk. Don't. Don't be dismissive of them to other people. So there's a, yeah, you know, there's a there's a I, balance there, isn't I there? Had a, I had a pastor when when I was in the when the Midlands a number of years ago. We were in a church, a Pentecostal church, and I remember the pastor there, really great guy called Dave, and um, he, yeah, great guys always yeah, called Dave, aren't they, David? But he was, <laughs> but he was, um, you know, he was a breath of fresh air to me, having been part of this network for years where the leaders were on pedestals. This guy was so honest, painfully honest about oh, himself right, okay. and his own sort of faults and failings. <laughs> 
and uh, I used to remember he would be speaking at the front and he would he would admit you know when he got things wrong and, and you know sometimes say things that were a bit inappropriate really and uh, I used to remember his wife would sit in the front row and he's and you know you could just tell she was like please stop please don't stop. don't tell anymore was, don't give he was so vulnerable there's being vulnerable and then there's being vulnerable yeah, yeah he yeah. was vulnerable but I loved him for it right. I really appreciated him for it because he was a really godly man a lovely man but there was something about his vulnerability that actually for me was refreshing I guess what he's doing is shattering any illusion yes so you don't put he's no opportunity to put him on any pedestal absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. The, the, of course the flip side of that is is that people don't respect the leader at all yes you know yeah you have to have a you have to have a, a certainly a respect for the position a respect for the role they're playing mm. um but yeah there's, you have to there's a balance to be found i suppose that's mm. what i'm that's what mm. i'm sort of getting towards yeah. there really um but yeah that can be you know that whole that whole uh, leadership thing can be a stumbling block for people and can cause divisions in the church now, just just to we're not pivoting away from division because obviously that's what the podcast is about. But you you had a revelation of, of the strong man, didn't you? Do you want to do you want to go into that? Yeah, and I think, explain I, that. To I, us? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you may disagree with me here, but this is I, I, I was reading a number of years ago, and this this really spoke to me. Matthew twelve twenty five, um, you have this story where Jesus Jesus casts a demon out of a person. And um, and the Pharisees, the, the religious leaders who are watching, accuse Jesus of doing this um, uh, by the, the power of the devil. He says, yeah. you know, you're doing this by Beelzebub. Yeah. And um, so they're basically accusing Jesus of, or certainly accusing Jesus of being an instrument of the devil, and the devil gives the people the demon, and then the devil casts the demon out again. And Jesus very clearly says, he says, um, he says, any kingdom... He says, if, if, if Satan was casting out Satan, would he not be divided against himself? And then he says, any kingdom divided against itself, he said, will fall. Any house divided itself will, won't stand. And so Jesus is talking about the subject of division. That's the subject. That's the, 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 um, the headline here. But then he goes on and he gives, you know, in, in this same little monologue here, he then goes on and he talks about, he says, um, if you want to plunder the house, of the strong man you must first bind the strong man and then you can go in and plunder his goods now people have related that binding the strong man um to matthew uh, 18 where jesus talks about you know the church and whatever you bind in earth will be bound in heaven whatever mm -hmm. you loosen mm -hmm. earth and so the general interpretation of jesus um, story in matthew 12 has been is that the strong man is the devil and that we you know, we bind the devil and then we can go in and, and um, uh, steal his goods. But I want to just um, give you maybe a different different angle on that and, and would say this. What if, in the context of division, Jesus is saying that to bind something is division binds. What if the strong man is the church? And what if division is the means of actually causing the church to be bound and hamstrung? Because if you're bound, you're ineffective. If you're bound, you're able to be robbed. Yeah. What, what, you know, you can ask yourself, you know, Jesus said this. He said, is Satan divided? And, you, and Satan isn't divided. Satan and his kingdom, Satan and his, his demons, Satan and his people know exactly who the enemy is. Us, yeah. Jesus and yeah, his yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not divided in their purpose. You don't hear about schisms in the church of Satan, you know, but you do get schisms in the, in the church of God. What if the strong man is the church? 
what if the the thing that that causes us to be bound is actually division? You know, I'm you know I'm not going to go into a huge depth, but just think about that because I I was never comfortable with Jesus being the thief that plunders someone else's house because Jesus himself said he said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said I've come that you might have life to the full. So just think about that for a moment. What if in the context of division, Jesus is saying division is actually the thing that binds us? That makes more sense of the passage to me. Mm. Now you you can mm. disagree. That's that's okay. But I just felt when I saw that there was a great revelation because. Jesus and the apostles talk about division all the way through the New Testament. In John 17, Jesus talks about, you know, that they may be one as we are one. Paul says, you know, have the same mind, the same conviction. John, uh, the apostle in in, in his first uh, epistle, John talks about, you know, if you've got something against your brother, if you hate your brother, all of them talk about division as being this this thing that will actually cause us more harm. And so therefore, the division is always the way that the enemy gets in. If you go right back to Genesis chapter 1, when when Satan comes to the woman in the garden and says, did God say, what was he doing? He was sowing a seed of division. Mm. You know, did he really say? And then, of course, Satan goes on and says to the woman, well, God knows if you eat this fruit, you'll be just like him. In other words, God is trying to keep something from you. God is is not what he seems. He's sown a seed of division. God God is actually a deceiver. That's what he was saying. Exactly that. That has always been the tactic of the enemy. And um, and that's not just the tactic that the devil uses. That's a that's a warfare tactic. You know, mm. Sun Tzu in, in the, the Art of War talks about if you can cause people to be divided, if you can cause a nation to be divided, you can take them over without firing a shot. The, the art of propaganda. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, division has always been the 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 um, tool of the enemy and we need to recognize that division is still the tool of the enemy these tactics have not changed so if we can if we can understand that wherever we see division creeping in we have to discern is this a a legitimate division over something that's important something that's fundamental over a real issue of sin or you know um you know sort of uh a, a bad teaching that takes away from the gospel or is this a division that's just somebody's pride yeah. or personality or agenda or is it something like that mm. we have to discern that and not allow these things to come into the church yeah, yeah. you know as a as a pastor i was always really hot on this you know i would never what, stand... what did you do then what, what, what well, kind of things did you you know i think we've i've had situations before where as a pastor i've known that there's this person a mary over here and doris over here have got an issue in the church and for me they should not be coming into a meeting they shouldn't be coming before the altar they shouldn't be breaking bread well they've got an issue between them that's important mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. jesus says that he says yeah. before you bring your offering to the altar go to that person and sort it out go yeah. and see them and yeah. and deal with it and, and don't sort it out with a, a kind of a, 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 a caveat, a caveat yeah, like, exactly like we, like we said go earlier. and sort it out ask for yep. forgiveness yep. or and mean you know, it and mean it exactly yep. don't allow the enemy to have any foothold don't allow a foothold in the church because what happens is people can see it people can you know they they know that mary and doris are at odds with each other and you know as a leader sometimes you have to you know do the right thing you know take the bull by the horns and don't let these things fester because they'll affect everybody Mm-hmm. They'll affect the church. I've been a, I've been in a situation even in church where there's there's been you know people that just did not like me, 
and um, just and just just didn't like you. Just didn't like me. Didn't agree with what I was you doing. Done, you couldn't have done much to change their views. No, and right? I, I tried, loved yeah. them, went yeah. went to see them, whatever. But but you know, I think there's one particular couple that used to come on a Sunday and, and <coughs> would almost just, just glare at me throughout the whole service. How people, uncomfortable. It was. <laughs> but people can see it. But what of course what was happening at the same time was they were they were trying to gather a bit of momentum, um, you know, to get me out as well. That was kinda of going on at the time. They were wow. actually trying to get some other people on their side and you know, and I had to go and deal with it. I had mm. to go and speak to them and say, Look, you know, we've done everything we can. Can we resolve this? No, we couldn't resolve it. And I said, Well, well God bless you, go and go and find another church then. Just go mm. go somewhere else. You just can't have it. Yeah, you just can't yeah. have it. You know, yeah. you've got to have you've got to have two parties that actually want to resolve it. There has to be a, a love there and a desire to to sort an issue out. If it's yeah. something I'd done that I could repent of, then fair enough. But it was just the way. It was just me. They just didn't like me. Mm. Didn't like me being there. You know, yeah. they didn't think yeah. I should be there. You know, yeah. and I know you said the same thing. You know, even you know, I just don't think you're the right guy here. So unfortunately, for them, you know, the Holy Spirit puts us in place. You know, we're there. You know, we're not there by. Uh, you know, popular demand sometimes as leaders, but we're there because we believe we're called to be mm. there, and and we're trying to do the best we we possibly yeah. can. It's it's yeah. tough, isn't it? We so, we talked we talked we, we talked a little bit about what about uh, in one of our previous episodes, maybe in the hyperlinks episode, which is our other podcast. I'll just yeah. keep promoting that every That's time. Fine, yeah. Um, uh, politics. Yeah. So, so I don't know. You mentioned it on your on your on your list there, but um. Uh, we we talked about um you know in the whole Brexit thing yeah. was happening there was a potential in church because in Leeds where where, where yeah. I'm from you know it, apparently it was fifty fifty split you yes. know vote leave or, or or vote remain um and so therefore you look out at the church as I did and think well fifty percent of you according to the stats disagree with the other fifty percent yep. of you and so how do we stop things like external stuff like polit- the politics very much politics in that fashion causing division as well is there well, anything we can do to circumnavigate think, that I think yeah I mean all of us have got our own views I've got my own views in, yep, in terms yep. of what I think in terms of think politically but I do try to the very best I can to not preach that from the platform yeah 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 I'm not the mouthpiece for a political party um, you know, the, as we as we did in our other uh, our other podcast, we talked about this. You know, there's a for me one of the key passages is is in um, in the book of Joshua, where the angel of the Lord appears to Joshua, and and, the, and Joshua says to this angel, "Are you for us or are you for our enemies?" And Joshua replies, "Neither. I'm on the Lord's side." So therefore, I think as believers, our our politics should be shaped by shaped what the Bible by, says, yeah. those values, but. I would not want to fall out with somebody just because they saw things slightly different to me mm-hmm. and they voted a different way. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in you know in the way that people vote, and I think if we let that get into the church, that will cause a problem if we mm-hmm. started you know you know dividing. I mean, it's not such a, a, a massive issue in in the UK church. I don't I don't see that no. as being. I mean, it has been there, and I have, we have had fallouts. Yeah. <clears throat> not me personally, but I have seen fallouts happen in the states. That church is massively coloured by politics, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. To to a really unhealthy, unhealthy way. Yeah, and and, yeah. and politicians have used that, haven't they? Yeah, you yeah. Know, so in, in America, you know, the, the the Republicans are the Christians, or the Christians are the Republicans, and mm. the Democrats are the you know the atheists. <laughs> you know, that's, it's become as stark as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure in reality that's not, not that's not true. But of course, what it's meant as well, this has been the other problem, because um, Christians have aligned themselves so vocally and so loudly behind one particular party, 
then that's seen as, you know, so therefore people think that everything that the Republican Party believes in is what, what Christians believe in. And that's not true either. No. It's a, it's a, it's a no. party, you know. So I think, you know, for me, I would, I would try and I would avoid that. As a leader, I would mm. try and avoid that. And I would try and keep it out of, keep it out of church full yeah. stop, really. Yeah. You know, I, I would encourage people to vote. I would encourage Christians to, to go and be an influence but I certainly wouldn't want, you know, my church yeah. divided yeah. over. So parts you've always been lines. quite strong in your leadership to to keep that out of of, of your of your if preaching. If it pops its head up, yeah, yeah, and 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 if you see it, yeah, you, you address it, you yeah. talk about it to to the individuals. Concerned. Absolutely, I yeah. preach Christ's values. Yeah, and some parties will line up more with those values than others. No one will line up entirely with those values, mm. but some will more than others, and so therefore that's how I would vote. Yeah. But I think for me, I don't preach a political party. I would preach these are Christ values yeah. this is what the Bible says and you have to make your own mind up from yeah. that really so yeah. what would you say to 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 you know we, we address it at the beginning that some people might feel hurt and might bring up emotions they weren't aware they were still holding on to what would you say to people who've suffered divisions of all these kind of different types that you, you've, you we've talked about what would you say to them now I would say to them don't give up on the church that you know at the end of the day you know, the church is God's plan. It is God's plan. And it's, it, it's, it's plan A and, yeah. and it's plan A. <laughs> yes, so that's it's, it. That's there is, is no plan B. And and the Paul wrote, in, you know, in, in, I think it's in Colossians, where he says, you know, he says, now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is going to be revealed and, you know, to the principalities and powers. Yeah. God's plan for the church is the church is going to come to maturity and perfection. So therefore, yeah, yeah. we can't just withdraw and, and, that's and a, give up on it. That's a church together. Yes. So you... It, you you could be a Christian and not be part of a church community. That's absolutely right. But that's yes. not that's not God's design for us. We're designed to be in yeah. community. Yeah. And and to you know in our last episode we talked about discipleship, didn't we? That's yeah. that's where discipleship happens. How can you you can't disciple yourself? No. You know we we need we need people to yeah. help us in that area, and yeah. we'll only find that within the community, yeah. which is the church. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. over the last twenty twenty five years. People can withdraw from a local church and they can watch Christian television mm-hmm. or they can watch Christian podcasts. They can get their worship, they can yeah, listen, listen to podcasts. And you think, well, you know, there's a place for that and I'm glad that it's out there. Absolutely. But that is no substitute for actually actual community. In Hebrews, it yeah. says this, don't neglect meeting together. Yeah. Don't neglect. Yeah. Because why? It's not just about what, what you can receive. It's also what you can give, what you can contribute to someone else's life as well. Community yeah. is so important. God puts the lonely <clears throat> in families. He brings Absolutely. us together. So we mustn't give up on, on the church. That, and that neglect, yeah. do, do not neglect meeting together. We, we, you've probably heard it so much. I've, I've probably preached it so much. Yeah. But just because you've heard it a lot of times doesn't mean it has any less value. No. It's, it's in his word. Don't neglect meeting one another. Yes. It, it's it's really simple. The scripture yeah. isn't that complicated, really, yeah. is it, no. when it boils down to it? And I'm just because you've heard it a gazillion times doesn't mean it has any less value yeah. and it isn't relevant to you. It absolutely is. And I can assure you, you know, if you find a good church, a good, a good fellowship of people to yeah. be around, um, yeah. who you're able to talk these things through, again, you know, yeah. try and connect yourself with, 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 with a local community. You'll be able to work through that the, the hurt and the pain. I think so. You yeah. know, I, I remember somebody said this years ago, speaking about marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and they said you go into marriage with your eyes wide open, 
and afterwards you keep them half shut. Did you have you ever heard that one? <laughs> I think so yeah, but it's true, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. know, you you, oh, you yes, you, marriage is a big commitment. You go into it with your eyes open, but afterwards you're you're living with another human being, and that other human being is living with you, and you have faults and failures, and you don't point out and observe every single thing is wrong. I think that's a good rule of thumb for church as oh, well. That's great. I think you know you go into you go in, you, you become part of a church, your eyes wide open. But when you get in there, you're going to realise that people are not perfect, the leaders are not perfect, that there are issues in every church, yeah. every fellowship there are issues. It reminds me of that other saying, if you yeah. find a perfect church, don't join it because you'll spoil it. Exactly, it's true, <laughs> isn't it? But we have to have that attitude of one another. Yeah. And I'm glad that you and I have a good relationship yeah. where you don't, I hope, Mark, you don't think I'm perfect. I I, I, not at all. That's good, that's good to know. <laughs> and I would say the same is true, you know. And so it's really good to have that, isn't it? Because you yeah. think, well, actually, we're just, we're two people, we're the Lord we're yeah. falling after him and we're doing the best we, we can we recognize our imperfections but we choose to not let those things yeah. distract us from yeah. our friendship and we appreciate yeah. the good things we appreciate yeah. the yeah. gifts and Absolutely. abilities I think that's the way to do so yeah. if you are joining a church to me, to me that's the attitude to have go in with your eyes open afterwards Keep them half shut. Don't be looking for fault everywhere. Don't be looking for. Because you'll find it. Of like course you just you said, will. you'll find it. My and, goodness. And you know, just just try, just go go back to the word. Go back to God and go help yeah. help me help me through this. Yeah. Help help me begin to work. This See out. Jesus in people. Yeah. See Jesus in people. Find the gold. I think. I think my wife is is fond of saying. Yeah, I think. I'd rather see Jesus, but that comes from Bethel. But it's true, isn't it? You know, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. See Jesus in one another, and I love that. You know, you know, we may finish on this, but there was a great quote from Mother Teresa, and you know, they asked, they asked Mother Teresa how she was able to do what she did, and Mother Teresa went into the the worst, the smelliest, the most filthy places in order to help people that were really in need, and they they asked her how she did it, and she says, I, I. I look at them as though they were Jesus. Wow. And she says, I act as though I were Jesus to them. And, and because of that, she was able to overcome all the obvious things that would off, be off-putting and treat them as if they were Christ mm. themselves. I thought that was such a beautiful statement. If we can see Jesus in one another, if we can treat everyone as though Christ is in them, which he is, it yeah. will cause us to have a, a heart of love towards yeah. them and it will cause us to overcome niggles and little things that would cause divisions and actually appreciate one another. So, mm. Brilliant. I think we will finish finish the podcast there. Good place. I, I guess just, just to add that, you know, as Resurrection Church, and this is a Resurrection Church podcast, yep. we're seeking to build a church yeah. community uh, that, that looks like this. That, that looks like that, that, that knows that there are there are things that will rub us up the wrong way and whatever but we want to look past those and see the Christ in people absolutely um, and and it, it, if you're not around the Yorkshire area if if you're across the Atlantic or or, or, or in you know other side of Europe and you, and you come across this podcast or this YouTube video you know and, and, and you think well there's nowhere I can go why don't you contact us we'll find somewhere we'll help you yeah. <laughs> we know people who know people who know people we'll yep. find somewhere for you to connect and engage we just yep. think it's so important that as Christians we we, we gather together Yep. Uh, and and become more like Christ. Yep. Okay. No final, final, final thoughts. No, no. I think no. I'm, I think yeah. I'm done. That's uh, right. that's enough for one day. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, be safe. Take care. God bless you. Until the next episode. Bye bye. Bye bye.